Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Sermon of the Week here online. To those of you who have been away from your work, uh, I hope that you had a great week too uh, and your children out of school. Uh, I hope everybody is doing well and doing their part to be safe. Uh, today I want to go back to our sermon series Connecting and I just want to continue from where we left off a couple weeks ago uh, and uh, I just want to make a few statements here is that you know, a lot of times in our generation, we are always yearning for that connection. Whether it is connecting through the events or whether through social settings. Uh, but yet there are so many of us, even though we felt like we are connected somewhat to something or to someone or to an event or to a group, yet we are all alone. We felt lonely. In Romans chapter 12 verse 10, I want us to read this together in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It says that being generous with each other, laying down ourselves to serve others, be genuine, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. You know, technology has become the architect of our intimacy. Technology has become the architect of how we connect of how we build relationship. Online, we fall prey to the illusion of companionship. How many friends do we have? How many followers do we have? Do we have a lot of likes? Do we have people viewing our videos? And confusing all of these wall posts and likes with authentic communication. This relentless connection leads us to a new level of solitude. As technology ramp up, our emotional lives ramp down. Take a look at this photo. How many of you relate with, with me in, in this photo? You are having lunch with a bunch of friends. Uh, instead of uh, having a meaningful conversation with one another, uh, they are actually looking at their phone, connecting with people thousands of miles away, and distancing people that are near while bringing near those that are far. Isn't it kind of funny? How about this? Should I send a family Christmas photo like this? I think it's going to be so insulting, isn't it? What about those of you who are dating? Are you doing this instead of looking each other in the eyes and talking about meaningful conversation, making meaningful conversation? You are looking at each other's phone and feeling together alone. Galatians chapter 3 uh, verse 1 to 3, I want you to uh, open up in Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 to 3 and, and, uh, and I want to read this. It says, O foolish Galatian, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this, did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? We all started as sinners. We all started as somebody that is unworthy. And we all are reminded every time that we are saved by the grace of God through faith. We are accepted by Christ through His grace, not by our own doing, not by our qualification. But as we are accepted and as we grow in Christ, 
Many times we forgot that's how we began. And our lives change from living in the spirit and being transformed by the spirit. And now we are living in the legalistic of our mindset in such a way that when we view others, when we look at others, we view them with our own prejudices. We have discriminated others based on our perception. Church should be a safe place for people to deal with the confession of sin. Many times, people want to worship Jesus. They want to seek Jesus. They want to come to church to find a safe place. But the sad thing is, many of these people do not have the courage to do that because church can become a very harsh place for many individuals. Because church people become very churchy, very legalistic, very judgmental. Uh, you know, when people come through the door, they will look at you from the top to the bottom and then they become very, very uh, judgmental. But church, when we want to connect with the community, it should be a safe place for people to deal with the confession of their sin and at the same time support them in the discipline of their repentance and true restoration. This is what connecting in church should be about. The heart of discipline should be of God's kindness and not God's wrath. We need to tell the people that we too were sinners. We too were disqualified. But because of God's kindness, it leads us to repentance. Hebrew chapter 10. Hebrew chapter 10. Uh, open up with me in Hebrew chapter 10. And, and let's, let's read this. But before that, I want to say a few more statements. You know, the sad news is while we all started as sinners, broken people, hopeless, coming to Christ because we claim that we are nothing without Him and nothing in our effort and power that can redeem and restore us, it is purely by His grace and redeeming power of Christ, many Christians grow to be legalistic and religious person. Our vision is not of the gospel, but it is of the religiosity full of man-made rules and law. These actions of the body of Christ will not embrace the community in a culture of togetherness, unity, and acceptance. Open up with me in Hebrew chapter 10, and let's read this, verse 19 to 25. Verse 19 to 10, 25. It says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus and by the new living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. Whose flesh? The flesh of Jesus. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, who is the great priest? Jesus. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Verse 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I have four points I want to make today. Number one, 
is that we must have confidence in our position. We must have confidence in our faith and relationship with Jesus because it is not all about you and about your effort and your qualification. It is all because of the qualification of Jesus and by His blood and flesh that we are saved. Number two is that we have a great priest over the house. In Hebrew chapter 10 verse 11 to 14, it says this, Every priest, I'm one of them, stands daily at his service offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But when Christ had offered for all time, can you say it with me? All time, a single sacrifice for sin. He sat down at the right hand of God. We as human priests, we, are, we have no position to bring salvation and repentance into your lives. Therefore, our work is standing up. When you stand up, which means that work's not done. But when Jesus came, He came once and for all, and for all time in a single sacrifice for sin, He sat down. Why? Because the work of salvation is finished in the lives of, and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 13, waiting from that time until his enemy should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering, how many offering? A single offering. He has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Can you say amen? That's wonderful news. That is the good news that we have to share in this community. Number three, how many of you know that when you receive Jesus and make Jesus as your Lord and Savior over your life, you have a full assurance of faith. You are accepted by God not because you follow your religious cultures, but you are accepted because of Jesus. Can you say it with me? I am accepted, accepted because of Jesus. I am accepted because of Jesus. I am not accepted because of my qualification. I am not accepted because I'm doing good at church. I'm not accepted because I'm in ministry. I am accepted because of Jesus. Therefore, you and I, we must have a full assurance of our relationship with Him. Many times, I've asked people around, even in our church community, they say, hey dude, if you die today, would you go to heaven? Are you sure you will go to heaven? You know, there's so many people that will answer the questions in a very different way. Some of them said, not sure. Some of them said, depends. Depends? Depends on what? They said, depends on their behavior, depends on their lives, depends if they are good before they die. I'm like, what? What happened if you stumble before you die? What happened if you made mistake before you die? They were silent. Many, many Christians couldn't answer that questions with a full assurance, with confidence. But I want you to know today that our connection with Jesus, our connection within the community 
is not based on our qualification. It's not based on our social economic background. It is not based on our efforts and our strength or our weaknesses. It's not. It is all by the offering of Jesus alone. One single sacrifice. No other can make that sacrifice. Only Jesus can make that sacrifice. And when he entered into that most holiest place and he poured out his blood once and for all, we are made perfect because of Jesus. Therefore, I want to encourage you as we connect with God, we connect with others in this community. We do not connect with a judgmental attitude, but we connect being aware that we too need Jesus. Amen? Number four. He who, is, he who promised is faithful. Jesus promised is faithful. When Jesus Christ has promised you that He will never forsake you, He will never leave you, He is faithful and He is good to that promise because His promise is an astounding yes. It is yes and yes. Therefore, I want you to have that confidence because when Jesus promised us that he laid down his life to die for you and he will be resurrected from the dead and the power of the resurrection lives in you so that you can live a victorious life so that you are standing on his victory. Believe that because Jesus can be trusted. Number five, I says this, once you know all of the above, this is an all-encompassing point. Once you know all of the above, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25. Let's read it again. Let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works. Once you understand how you receive that salvation, once you understand how you make that connection with Jesus, once you have that confidence in Jesus and in His salvation and in His resurrection, once and for all, that single sacrifices that Jesus made, then you will be able to have that genuine connection with one another, without judgment, without discrimination. And then you will bring people into good works. Then you will encourage one another to do the good works, to be in ministry, to help one another, to be a good uh, 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 people in our community and to bring blessing to those around us. Verse 25, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. There is strength in that connection. There is safety in that connection. There is strong power in being together. Not together for the sake of just a social setting. Not together for the sake of making a lot of friends. But together in genuine relationship. Caring for one another. Not what they can do for you, but for who they are. Like every soul needs a body, every person needs a home. Today, I want to encourage you. Let us be a community that are welcoming that makes that bridge of connection, not by judging one another, not by discriminating what skin color they are, 
whether they are rich, whether they are poor, whether they are pretty, whether they are not, whether they are old or they are young. But keep reminding ourselves that we too were sinners in need of a sal salvation, in need of a savior. And thank God, because of His grace, we are saved, we are accepted, we are part of this community. But there are people around us that wants to be a part of Christ's community. Are you the barrier to someone being able to be a part of that community? I want to encourage you today to just reflect upon ourselves and remind ourselves, are we being judgmental? Are we making genuine connection? Are we being an, a welcoming individual so that when people come into this church, when people come into your community, into this community, they will feel safe to deal with whatever circumstances that they are, go, they are dealing with their lives? Or are we judging for their mistakes? Or are we judging for the mistake that they had made? Or are we judging of their life circumstances? Or do we encourage them to be able to walk through that process of redemption, repentance and restoration today i want you to join me let's together embrace the people around us especially during this moment of chaos this moment of uncertainty there are people that are seeking for certainty there are people that are seeking for a higher being there are people that are seeking for answers people are seeking for the truth why we have the truth and the truth will set them free because the truth has set us free come on church come on community come on brothers and sisters let's join together maybe at this moment let's not join hands let's join elbow to elbow shoulder to shoulder and let's welcome the people in our community invite them into your care groups invite them into your homes and make them feel welcome as they journey together with you to restoration and to victory would you just bow your heads? Let's pray. Today, I want to challenge you to pray for someone else. Maybe there is someone that God has put in your heart that you have not made a move yet. It could be a co-worker. It could be a school friend. Or it could be a social friend. But you know that they are in need of Jesus. You know that they are in need of a genuine community and relationship. Today, I want to pray for you that you will have the boldness to take that step of faith to share with them the love of Christ and to invite them into your community, into your circle, and allow them to feel welcome into that place. Let's bow ahead. Heavenly Father, today I commission my brothers and my sisters, this church, Father God, to move and to touch the lives of the people around them and to share the gospel of Jesus to them, telling them that in this hopeless world, in this uncertain world, in this chaotic world, there is one firm foundation, and His name is Jesus. It is not of our strength, it is not of our effort, it is not of our qualification that we are accepted into this community, that we receive that salvation that Jesus had provided for us. It is not. It is when Jesus entered into that obedience and he laid down his life to die for you and for me that we in that one single offering of Jesus on that cross 
And on that resurrected day, we receive acceptance and victory by the grace of Jesus. And today, Father God, we want to flow that genuine love and acceptance to our co-workers, to our roommates, housemates, to our friends, and to our family. I extend boldness, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, to every individual that are listening right now, that are tuning in right now. Boldness, 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 Father God, for them to step out in faith and to bring the good news to those around them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all of you tuning in said, Amen. Thank you so much again, guys, for being with me here. And I hope that you have enjoyed this uh, uh, sermon. And if you can do me a favor today, number one, if you felt led by the word that I spoke today, go in faith and share this good news to your friends, to your family, to your coworkers. Or maybe you can just copy the link to this uh, YouTube video and share it with them so that they also can be blessed. Amen. And secondly, maybe there's another favor I want you to do. You know, this environment is very chaotic, it's very uh, hopeless. Maybe it is time for you to pray for one another. Ask your friend, do you need prayer at this moment? Do you need a community that can support you? Let's take this moment to just embrace our community and be a blessing and beacon of hope to wherever you are. God bless you. We'll see you again next week in this next series. God bless you and be safe out there.